As Christians, we all want to hear from God, and one principal way to do that is straight from the Scriptures. God's Word is His message to His people. I'm Chris Johnson, host of the Charisma Connection podcast, and in this special five-part series, I get to talk with some delightful people from Lifeway Christian Resources about the Christian Standard Bible, or CSB, translation. We hope you enjoy these interviews about the CSB and related products that will equip you for lifelong discipleship. Today we continue our look at the Christian Standard Bible translation, and we're talking about the CSB Seven Arrows Bible. It's a how-to study Bible for students. And with us is Dr. Matt Rogers. Matt serves as the pastor of the church at Cherrydale, which is a beautifully named church in Greenville, South Carolina. He holds a PhD from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he also teaches there, teaches church planting. And so Matt has authored numerous books. Uh, He is uh, the editor of the Seven Arrows Bible, but he's also authored the Seven Arrows book, aiming Bible readers in the right direction. And Matt, I understand you and your wife, Sarah, have five kids. So when do you get your study done? Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a mix of multitasking in my life. So our kids are age and age, for, age from 12 down to, we have a five-month-old at home. So uh, it's a, a, a lot of fun in the Rogers house. And I'm already impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. So this is a very practical how-to Bible. Would it be more accurate to call this a study Bible, which you I, you have that in the subtitle, uh, a devotional Bible or something else? Yeah, I think that the tag uh, of a how-to uh, Bible is the, the real key with this. We wanted to write something of a, of a blend between a traditional study Bible that's just chock full of notes and, uh, frankly, it's pretty overwhelming, particularly to a novice Bible reader. So this this tool is primarily designed to equip, whether it's uh, teens or college students or new believers or, frankly, existing believers for decades who just haven't learned how to interface with the Scriptures incredibly well. So we wanted to provide a tool that would uh, be somewhat of a tutorial so it wouldn't do all the work for them, but also wouldn't be so devotionally heavy uh, so as, again, to, to take out the work that they have of uh, discovering the truth that God has uh, purpose from the Scriptures for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go too far, it has a very unusual title, the Seven Arrows Bible. What are the Seven Arrows? Yeah, so so honestly, I think some of the best work in writing is birthed out of local church ministry. It's birthed out of the needs that, uh, that pastors and ministry leaders see in their context. And so for me, that was this tool. It was never an attempt to write a book or certainly not to write a study Bible. Uh, but was an effort to say, um, I need some some help in discipling new believers uh, in the church that that I pastored. So right at the very beginning of starting the church, we're 10 years into this church planting uh, endeavor, and uh, we had uh, new believers coming to faith and being baptized, and you know, we would give them a study Bible tool and kind of wish them well, and uh, just increasingly convicted that uh, to take the Great Commission seriously, to teach people to obey all things Christ had commanded meant that I needed to really walk with them through the journey of uh, growing in their faith and growing to uh, particularly to engage the scriptures for themselves. And then I needed uh, something that could help other believers in our local church do the same. So as they were taking responsibility for 
the Great Commission themselves. So uh, for me, the, I was uh, discipling a young man, Garrett. He'd come to faith. He was in his early 20s. I'd given him a study Bible. We were meeting at, at IHOP for breakfast and doing discipleship. And he was reading through the book of Romans and just came back with a list of questions. And, you know, typical new believers just really hungry to engage the Bible for himself. Uh, but he was all all over the map, and he was he was asking good questions, but they were very disconnected, and uh, he was confusing himself. And so I remember uh, I walked out into the parking lot after a, one particular meeting that just had, it seemed to lack direction, and uh, sat in my truck and was like, "How can I how can I help someone else think through an intentional plan for engaging uh, engaging the Bible and reading it well for themselves?" And so I, I had a dinner napkin from IHOP, and I. I just doodled some arrows that were um, my frame of reference for engaging uh, a biblical text uh, and put those in some type of of sequential order that made sense to me, that was asking the the right questions in the right order. And uh, my hope was to provide uh, somewhat of a a sticky tool that would be memorable so that, uh, that a Bible reader, again, wasn't wasn't having to start over each time they engaged the word, but they could really internalize a, a certain sequence and plan for asking good questions of the biblical text in order to draw out the author's intent and apply it to their lives. So that that became uh, the seven arrows that spurred the book and uh, blog articles and study Bibles and all sorts of other cool things. Could you tell us what those arrows are specifically? Yes. Yes. Uh, so the first arrow is, uh, is kind of a circular arrow, uh, spirals in on itself that asks the question, uh, what does this passage say? The goal there being just to get the Bible reader to kind of close the Bible or look up and summarize uh, the biblical passage in a sentence, you know, think, uh, think a tweet or a Facebook post. So just what, what, what's the text saying? Retell me the story in a simple sentence. Uh, the second arrow is a backward pointing arrow that asks, what, what did this passage mean to its original audience? And, and there what I'm trying to do is get a Bible reader to put themselves in context. What would you have felt? What would you have experienced? What would you have seen if you were kind of living this scene for the first time? Uh, just recognizing that we really want to run after context, driving how we understand a biblical text. And so uh, backward-facing arrow, what did it mean to its original audience? Upward arrow is arrow three. What does this passage tell me about God, specifically Trinitarian God? How do we see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit on display in this biblical passage? Then a downward-pointing arrow, what does it tell me about humanity or mankind? So how do I see human sin? How do I see um, created worth and identity in the image of God? How did I see that on display in this biblical passage? Uh, error five is outward-facing, forward-facing error that asks, what does the passage demand of me? So there we're asking application-based questions. What, what's, what's the author or what, what's Jesus? What's the revealed word from God uh, pressing out of, of my life? And again, putting those in proper order for me is really important so we're not running to application-based questions too quickly. We're really trying to discern what the text meant before we ask the question, what does the text then mean for me? So that's the fifth question, what does it demand of me? Sixth is uh, a back and forth error that asks the question, what does this this passage demand in terms of my relationships with other people? So how does it change the way I love and relate to other people? I added originally it was kind of six errors of Bible reading, again, before there was a book or Bible or any of that. But just recognizing in the North American context, we tend to read the Bible incredibly individualistically. So asking what does this demand of me personally, rather than thinking through how does it frame my relationships with 
family, friends, my church, and particularly with a lost world. So trying to press the issue of uh, reading the Bible with mission and evangelism in mind. And then the last arrow is kind of a, a barge from Amazon, right? It's kind of a smiley face arrow uh, that's asking, how, how does the passage prompt me to pray? So, um, again, deriving our prayers from clear uh, biblical uh, intent. What What is this passage show me about God? How has it convicted me of my sin? What's it called me to do? And then how does that inform uh, the prayers that I should pray? So those are the seven. And that gives such a great framework for asking those questions of the text. And it's, uh, I guess it would be called an inductive type study, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, that, that's the point is, you know, when I, so a bit of a story, I, I remember uh, coming to faith and, and uh, at 20 and then uh, really being tasked with some leadership responsibilities in the church pretty quickly thereafter, some teaching opportunities. And um, I, I remember uh, attempting to engage the scriptures for myself. And then uh, I would listen to, uh, to, to prominent preachers communicate the same passage that I was planning to teach. And I remember uh, it just felt like an overwhelming magic trick they were doing. Like they they were seeing things in the scripture. They were making connections. They were drawing out points and truth. And and frankly, though it was encouraging to hear the Bible taught compellingly, it was really discouraging for me as a new Bible reader because, uh, again, it felt like a magic trick. And I walked away thinking, I, I can never do that. Like they're doing something that's just different than the average Christian can do. And so then fast forward a decade and I'm a pastor of a local church and preaching sermons or leading ministry and people would come up afterwards and say, man, that was, that was amazing. We're seeing things in the scripture we never seen. And like for two or three weeks, that feels really good to your ego. And then you walk away from that thinking, well, if my responsibility is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, then if I am creating such a like magic trick performance for them, on Sundays or whenever they hear me teach, that really um, I become a functional mediator for them and engaging the Bible. They they have to do it through me. Then I'm really not helping them do what I know to be the most fundamental aspect of their spiritual formation, which is going to be their engagement with the Bible themselves. So I wanted to simplify Bible reading. I wanted to say what I'm doing on the stage on Sunday isn't a magic trick. I'm I'm applying these same questions to the text just like you can do, and hopefully we can grow together to be skilled Bible readers. So could you tell us a story about someone who learned to value and appreciate this type of study method in their own Bible reading and study? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, we're seeing it in, in multiple forms. So Garrett would be the classic case, you know, the person individual that I referenced, and then being able to take the dinner napkin back in and say, hey, use these questions, kind of read from header to header through the book of Romans, use these questions. This will provide kind of a natural flow, journal your answers to this. And then next week, let's come back together and talk about them. If there are places that you get stuck or you're not really sure of an answer, then then kind of put a star there and let's engage that. So what, what that's done is both hands, it's promoted growth in Bible reading for him, but it's also, you know, for me, it's provided a built-in opportunity for disciple-making. And as a leader of a local church, again, I, you know, in our context, if we preach a sermon on the Great Commission, um, it, you know, everybody's, everybody's grunting and amening and head nodding. Like, we, we have this fundamental commitment, yeah, I should be about the work of disciple-making. But then when it comes to, okay, well, like, 
here's a 22 year old, go teach them to obey all things that Christ commanded because he's with you always. Um, like it becomes real deer in the headlights really quick. Most people uh, don't have a basis for here's how I take that responsibility seriously beyond just inviting people to come to, to church. So these questions have provided uh, both like the, the means of engagement with non-believers or new believers and also a tool for disciple making uh, for our existing church. So I think of uh, older men in our congregation who have walked with Jesus for 20, 30, some 40 years and just have never consistently sat down with someone and helped walk them through a biblical passage to understand what's, what's God's purposes behind this and how do we see it pressing uh, our lives and changing and shaping us. So that's been a huge encouragement. The other thing I think worth mentioning and why this originally was kind of a tool for uh, teens or college students, I, as you mentioned at the outset, I'm a parent. And so thinking through my responsibility in my home to disciple my children, that this provides uh, particularly, yeah, it, well, it provides moms and dads uh, a kind of a built-in frame of reference to say, all right, we, we want to do a little bit more than at the breakfast table, read uh, three or four Bible verses and kind of send everybody uh, out the door. We, we want to help our children learn to, to read the Bible because we recognize that their proximity to the Word of God is going to shape the trajectory of their life. And so I, I can count just myriads of, of, of families in our church who are using it as a disciple-making tool around the breakfast table or the dinner table to say, not only here's the Bible text, but here's how we study it. The last um, story of a win, and one of the things, if, if you go to the Seven Arrows Bible website that we, that we build and scroll down to the bottom, there's uh, probably 20 um, different languages that we built these simple bookmarks that we use in our place just to give the arrows on something that the church could use, kind of put in their Bible. So again, week in and week out, they're, they're using it. Well, people just started to get emails from missionaries that were using the tool to disciple new believers in uh, all kinds of cool and crazy places. And they were like, hey, can we translate the arrows into uh, into this language so we can use the bookmarks? And, and so um, seeing the need for uh, kind of cross-culturally, the need for just simple reproducible tools to train people to do the basic fundamentals of the faith uh, has just been a great joy of developing these arrows. Wow. So <laughs> I'm quite impressed that it gets used as individuals, as families, overseas, you know, lots of uh, uses for this um, stu yeah, study yeah, method. So yep. uh, in the Bible itself, do you give some examples for how to use the arrows? Yeah, so the way the Bible is constructed is we took uh, probably uh, roughly 120 of the most critical, again, that's subjective to a degree, but some of the most critical turning point passages throughout the scripture. So if we think of the Bible as one coherent unit telling the story of God's purpose and plan to save sinners and fix the world through Jesus Christ, where are the, like, the major turning points in that story? And so at those junctures, what we do is um, take all seven arrows, and, and I basically just journaled how I would answer those questions at those places. So the Bible's uh, laid out with kind of wide margins and like call-out blocks. So, so you see to the side, hey, here's, here's Matt's answers, the way he would 
uh, respond to these arrows at these really critical junctures. So hopefully it's providing an opportunity early on for them to look at the answers, kind of think about the text, and then maybe later as they're honing that skill a little bit more to, to be able to go ahead and journal their own answers and then compare those um, to to the way I would have journaled or engaged uh, in, in the, the text that we're considering. Then in another 1,000 to 1,200 uh, places, we simply applied one arrow to a specific biblical text. So uh, how does the passage prompt us to pray? What does this show us about God? What does it tell us about man? Uh, and, and we attempted to do that in diverse places through the scriptures, you know, the, the kind of the Old Testament pages that are still stuck together from when you originally bought the Bible because they're just hard to read and we don't really know what to do with them. We tried to ask good questions about God and context and help people see their sinfulness demonstrated in the passage. And so we might apply a single arrow to, you know, a passage from Leviticus or Numbers um, and, and allow that to, to help kind of frame out how they're reading some pretty difficult terrain, hopefully to encourage that you can persevere through the journey of, of a Bible reading plan. So what that amounts to is roughly every two pages or so through, through the, the biblical text, there's some use of the arrows that's giving opportunity for a Bible reader to see here's how we would engage um, pretty much every every passage um, through the Bible uh, with some some sort of arrow guiding help. In addition, we wrote uh, book introductions to all the all the New Testament letters to help, or I'm sorry, not New Testament letters to, to all the books of the of the Scripture uh, to help readers kind of have a, a frame for context. Uh, particularly as they're answering error number two. There are also cross-reference notes throughout the Bible that help them uh, answer error number two, so we can begin to train people to uh, to read context, to understand when they're approaching a letter like the letter to the Church at Rome, what's going on, who's writing it, to whom, and uh, begin to isolate them in the context of the letter itself. Well, I suppose um, you could use this approach with any Bible translation, but here you've chosen the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Why is the CSB a good match for this way of studying God's Word? Yeah, I think that that's a good question. I've been I've been really impressed by the editorial team at uh, with the, the the Christian Standard Bible uh, in their development of a tool that is both accurate to the to the original biblical text while also readable. And um, one specific way that, that the CSB has helped me is um, that it does a, a good, effective job of crafting sentence structure such that the subjects and verbs are early in the sentence. They're not buried way deep after a lot of clauses. That it, the, the flow of the text is uh, in many ways, how I would tell the story or how I would reframe something. And so what I've found is that as um, people, particularly with that first error, like summarizing the biblical text, the more the, the biblical text is written, and, and here I'm not necessarily speaking of vocabulary, but the more the sentence structure uh, feels familiar to people, the more apt they are to be able to to end a story or to end like a really difficult Paul sentence that, you know, long run on uh, construction, to be able to end that and kind of look up and say, all right, so I know who's talking about, I know what they were doing, I know to whom this is directed. Um, so the sentence structure of the CSB has been uh, incredibly helpful in packaging a tool that, again, is 
uh, designed to be uh, an engagement point for people. My hope is that people who, you know, first time journeying through the scriptures, uh, people who have kind of been passive receivers in the church for a while, heard other people teach but never interface with the Bible themselves, or, you know, my 12-year-old daughter who's reading the Bible, you know, through for the first time, that she has a tool that's that's readable for her and then a helpful kind of how-to method to apply to that um, that would uh, that would guide her through through the text. And I know you had a partner working with you, Donnie Mathis, on this. What did you contribute, and what did he contribute to this project? Yeah, so so Donnie's a friend here in uh, local church ministry. We pastor uh, in in the church together. He's also a New Testament professor at an area Christian university at North Greenville University, and his uh, PhD is in New Testament. So Donnie specifically. Uh, did a good bit of writing in the New Testament section and provided editorial help uh, for a number of other books where he had specific expertise. Uh, and, and again, this tool being birthed out of local church pastoral ministry for the last six years, we've both just been laboring together to make disciples in the local church and seeing God bring fruit out of what was some simple arrows you know, drawn on dinner napkin, uh, seeing that bear fruit in our disciple-making work. And so both of us just really getting a lot of joy from our local church pastoral ministry. Uh, it made sense to combine our various expertise in developing a study Bible tool. Excellent. And I'm so glad that you have this emphasis on disciple-making. I mean, Jesus called us to be disciples, not just Christians, right? Right. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And that Conviction really drives the mission uh, that we're attempting to press people to through through the ministry of the local church. And uh, again, understanding the task of leaders is to equip them in that venture. For me, um, these kind of simple, reproducible, sticky tools are just a fundamental baseline, whether it's Bible reading or prayer or evangelism, sharing our faith or living in community. Um, the North American church really needs these types of simple, reproducible um, tools that we can kind of put in the tool belt of just the average church member uh, in our congregation and say, now when we exhort you to go make disciples, uh, here's some simple tools that you can take with you on that journey. Excellent. Well, we've been speaking today about the CSB Seven Arrows Bible, the how to study Bible for students. And I think we could say it's not just for students in high school or elementary school, but it's for students of the Word as well. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Mm -hmm. Rogers? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great right, way to frame it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining uh, this great new Bible, the study method. Uh, Dr. Matt Rogers, we appreciate your heart, as I said, for disciple-making and also just for sharing both the depth and the simplicity of Bible study. We all can do it, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. So give us that website. SevenArrowsBible.com Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Matt Rogers. We certainly appreciate having you on the Charisma Connection podcast.